Welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. This is for coaches who care about impact and are ready to be pushed outside their comfort zone and into growth. You can find out more about AF Mentors at afmentors.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. Today I am going to talk about some of the comments that came up on an excellent post that Kimberly did in the group that was essentially talking about some of the biggest barriers that you're facing at the moment. And one of the things that came up a couple of times was low confidence. And I think something that is really underrated when you're struggling with low confidence is to work through it, to work through why you're actually lacking confidence And then also often like what the worst outcome is, which may seem like a weird thing to do. Like just imagine what the worst possible thing that could happen would be. Like that's going to help you. But sometimes it does because you've never actually worked through that and you've never actually realised that, I don't know, if the worst thing that happened if you started posting on social media was some knob that you don't know who's an absolute loser commented saying, I think your stuff's rubbish. Like if that's the worst case scenario, like what do you actually think is going to happen? usually when you whittle it down it's judgment from peers and if that's what you're worried about then I mean I'm not one for swearing but like fuck them if they're judging you that's their problem not your problem you absolutely do not have time to be worrying about that if you're busy focused on your clients if you know that you can help your clients that's all of the confidence that you need you will hold yourself back massively if you don't focus on helping your clients first and ignoring any feelings of judgment that you may or may not be perceiving because a lot of the time we think people are judging us but they're not actually they're not even thinking about us and if they are judging you what does that change why does that matter why do you care about their opinion the people who I see who do the best are not involved in the petty bickering or sly digs that go on within the fitness industry. In fact, they're so far above it that they don't even realise that the people who are making digs about them are making digs about them. And what like what level of loser are you that you are wasting your time making digs about someone who's doing far better than you because you've picked apart one thing that they once said and they don't even know who you are? Like That's literally what happens in the fitness industry all the time. Move on and forget about it. Focus on what you do best, which is coaching. And and when it comes to confidence as well, if you're a new coach, remember that you don't need to be the most knowledgeable or experienced coach in the world. And you can't be. That will come. And the only way, the only way, there is no other way that that will come is by getting out of your own way, putting yourself out there and a allowing yourself to attract clients like you will not be able to become a very good coach an excellent coach without working with a lot of people the only way you can work with a lot of people is to put yourself out there if you're saying you see how this turns into a bit of a like self-fulfilling prophecy if you're saying I don't feel experienced enough to put myself out there knowing that the only way that you're going to get experience is by putting yourself out there and then attracting clients, and then working with more people, and then developing experience, you can see how you're just going to be stuck where you are forever. Like, there is no way around it. You have to go through it. Stop allowing low confidence to be a reason not to do something. Hold yourself to higher standards than that. 
The standards that you set yourself are some of the most important things that you do. They are fundamental. As a general rule, have high standards for yourself and low standards for others. And then you will never be disappointed. And by standards, what I mean is how you show up, your manners, your work ethic, the excuses that you accept of yourself. An example of this, which is timely for this discussion, is I will not accept lack of confidence as an excuse not to do something because I know that the only way that I will build confidence is by saying yes before I feel 100% ready. You have to push yourself outside your comfort zone if you want to build your confidence and then that little step outside your comfort zone, comfort zone, your comfort zone, I get very excited when I speak and then I speak so fast that actually my words can't keep up with my brain. I think that's what's happening. We'll go with that. It's not the slight speech of do you know what just going with it anyway you take a step outside your comfort zone and then that becomes your new comfort zone you have a bigger periphery of comfort and then you can push yourself that little bit more and you keep improving your confidence this is so much easier when you have a supportive community backing you and supporting you and this comment in the group about lacking confidence was followed by a ton of AFM members being like, this is what I did, offering support, just encouragement. And I guess the the reassurance that everybody feels it, that you're no different, that actually it just takes the, the support of taking that step and not allowing it to be an excuse not to do something. Essentially, much like with attachment theory, it is much less scary to take risks when you know that you are supported and that strange like dichotomy almost or not dichotomy paradox is that when you're more supported you need less support like when you feel truly supported you will need less support and you will feel truly supported if you join AFM and you can do so at afmentors.com one of the other things that came up a few times was low engagement with social media especially Instagram at the moment and a couple of people said that and I'm going to give a little bit of tough love and that is this engagement is not low it's not down your engagement is down and whether whether like fully engagement is down or not the belief that your engagement is down is so much more useful you have no control over what the Instagram algorithm is doing But what you do have control over is how good your content is. So focus on what you can control. And if what you're doing at the moment isn't getting engagement, isn't working for you, then do something different. Like it is so important to do that at some point. Do something different. If you're just copying everyone else, but if you're copying, then it's not quite as good. Like the copy is never quite as good as the original, right? People don't sell out cover bands like at higher rates than they sell out the real band. There's a reason for that. Don't be a cover band. So instead of being disheartened that your engagement is down, think about it as an opportunity to be creative, to try something new. Try to mesh your strengths with what your clients want and need. One of the best questions that you can ask yourself if you're thinking about your social media and your presence and how you show up and what kind of content you're delivering is what would I want to see if I was looking for a coach? 
try and zoom out, like look at your own profile, zoom out, get a bit of perspective. This is really hard to do with your own profile, but try it. What would you want to see if you were looking for a coach? Or even if you've had a coach in the past, what was it about them that attracted you to them? Why did you sign up with them? What Look at some of the successful coaches and then look at it from like a consumer eye and just think, what is it about what they're doing that is attractive, that makes people want to sign up with them? And it's not just the content, because you'll find that a lot of the content is very similar. It's maybe packaged in slightly different ways with slightly different styles. It's how people show up. It's how they come across. It is their vibe, if you will. That's what's important. And I think that that's really underrated. You can still tick all the boxes. You can be like, I'm posting X reels a week and I'm doing X posts a day and I'm emailing and I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm putting out freaking awesome information. And actually, it's quite similar to the information that these people who are doing incredibly well are doing. What might be different is essentially how you show up. Are you someone who is quite abrasive? Is that something that you need to figure out about yourself? and realise that actually maybe on social media that doesn't come across particularly well. Things like that probably aren't spoken about enough, but actually have a far bigger impact than what most people think about or believe. And it's easy to blame engagement, but generally it's not. Like it's easy to blame the algorithm, something that's out with your control. But actually, it's probably not that. Like, my engagement's gone up 100% this week. I, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that to be a dick. Like, I don't know exactly why. It just has. Maybe, maybe I need to look at the kind of content I've been posting in the last week and be like, okay, I need to do more of that kind of stuff. And there are also times when it's low and it doesn't seem to make any sense. But it's just another constraint. It's just another puzzle to figure out. And if you want to run a successful business, you have to see these challenges, these changes, these constraints as creative opportunities like covid was a good example of this those who did really well in covid adapted really quickly they weren't like i mean maybe it's the difference between i mean i think everybody went through this when covid happened you were like shit now it's the difference between people who were like this is really shit and stayed in that process for months before changing anything and people who were like shit i'm scared about this this could be really awful but I'm going to pull myself together, I'm going to make a plan this week, and next week I'm going to run with it. Those are the people that do well. And it's the same with, like, smaller things, like your social media engagement. You might be like, oh, shit, something's not working. Instead of wallowing in that for weeks and weeks and weeks, you're like, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to I'm going to change tacks a little bit now and start implementing that now. So you're allowed to be pissed off when things change or downbeat when, you know, global pandemics happen. But it's important that you quickly dust yourself up up off dust yourself off and get back on it same with when clients maybe overeat on the weekend or something the difference between people who get results and people who don't get results is the next week when they either wallow in that or they dust themselves off get back on track and just start just continue the way that they were going then you'll see that all the time with your clients it's kind of the same with your business if something needs to change change it now don't wallow in the fact that x y and z isn't working or feel sorry for yourself like the, the growth versus the fixed mindset. So instead of getting frustrated about these things, start trying to think about how you can adapt to the market, how you can adapt to what's changing. And change is inevitable. There's one thing in business, like change will always happen. So embrace it. And I think this is massively underrated and it is the key to running successful businesses, 100%. 
you have to embrace the changes. I read this really interesting book. I actually wasn't going to talk about this, but when I say read, obviously listened to. Um, and it was about how big businesses often get eaten up by smaller ones. And one really good example was it was Amazon coming in as the smaller business, so quite a long time ago. And one of the big booksellers, so Amazon started as just selling books and it was the online market. So they were selling books online and this big bookseller, I can't remember, maybe it was something like Waterstones. They were like, well, we've got the whole book market. Everyone buys their book on the, you know, in shops. That's what happened. Um, No one's buying books online, so we don't really care about Amazon. And then, you know, that became more and more popular. And by the time Waterstones or whoever it was actually got to making a website and selling books online, Amazon had eaten up the market there. And it it shows that like, how how was I going to relate this back? Why did they make me think of that? Oh yeah, it shows that like small innovations, small changes, being like on the button, being first, um, adapting to things as they happen, which you can do as a small business. And anyone listening to this who's running a coaching business, you are a small business. You can keep changing, you can keep improving, you can keep adapting and you can change things so so quickly I spoke about this on AFM this week one of my friends is a fashion designer she was talking about like I I like to know all the ins and outs of the business like what's going on behind the scenes how it all works and she was talking about how she had to design a product then send it away then they'd send samples back you'd edit the sample you know change the samples a little bit to make sure it fit the person exactly the way that you wanted it to fit you do the final product you send that away then they had to manufacture it all and because of the certain product it was, and it was all hand-knitted, it takes, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks to to get this product back, and then you sell it. Look how long that, that you're talking about months and months as, as a process. And now, in the middle of summer, you have to be thinking about what what's the, the winter, <laughs> how much I know about fashion, what's the winter outfits going to be? You know, what what's the style going to be in the winter? And you have to start thinking about that, or you have to start thinking about next summer. So you really have to be ahead of the game. And these things take so long to change. If you suddenly decided, no, I actually wanted this dress to be strapless, not with straps, <laughs> then it would take you ages to redesign that and redo it. And you'd have all this stock that you didn't want anymore. The amazing thing about running an online business is if I'm like, actually, I don't like the way I'm running check-ins anymore. If I want to, I could change them next week. Would it take a little bit of work? <laughs> yeah, it would. But if I... I can't remember who I was speaking to about this, but if if I was like, I want to change the whole of AFM, and actually I basically had to do this when Emil left, left, when Emil and I parted ways, um, I had to redo everything. And I was in Mexico, and I basically locked myself in my room for maybe like almost a week and just recorded stuff and just went through things and just made sure that things flowed and made sure that things were exactly the way I wanted them. You can create a whole course in a week if you lock yourself in your room, essentially. So you're in you're in luck with the online business that you run and the ability that you have to adapt to things really, really quickly. So make sure that you are capitalising on that. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do tag me in your stories, like it, share it, send it to a friend tell your mum about it or whatever. And if you're interested in mentoring, head to afmentors.com. You can fill in the application there and I will email you. And if you want to have a little chat beforehand, I will jump on a call with you. And that's all. Have a nice day, guys.